The views and opinions of the guests of the Me US podcast do not represent the views and opinions of Consumers Energy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me You Us, a well-being podcast. It's another well-being Wednesday here at Consumers Energy, and I'm your host, Bill Krieger. Today is part two of my two-part series with Lee Hausler. If you did not hear part one, please go back to last week's episode. That would be season three, episode 39, so that you can be all caught up. Otherwise, let's continue that conversation with Lee Hausler. Applied for a job, I think. This is consumers. Mm-hmm. It was consumers' power at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, while I was still working there, I wanted you to find a job in Michigan somewhere. Mm-hmm. Somebody suggested the power company, so I sent a letter to somebody. Could have been Hildy, I'm not sure. It was in my early life, anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, so they sent me a offer and I took it. And now you're on your way to Michigan. Still just one child or did you have a, another one in between there? No. Second one was everything rest of them were born in Michigan. Okay. Well, technically one was born in Toledo, I guess. Turned out that they had two places to go, depending which bridge was open. Oh. And it turned out the right bridge was Toledo. So technically, she's in Toledo. Oh, okay. For the hospital part, anyway. Well, how many um, how many children did you have altogether? Had a dozen. Twelve kids? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's a lot of kids. There's all of them on the wall there. Well, I saw the pictures when I came in, so I definitely want to see those uh, before I go. But 12 kids, that sounds like maybe you guys were kept busy uh, with all the kids and work and everything. My wife was kept busy. Yes. She never left work outside of her house. <clears throat> so, with her nursery training, she put it to work. Yes, yes. Probably great that she had that training. So what was your first job at Consumers Energy? Or Consumers Power, actually? Well, I was at uh, Cobb Plant, where I started. Mm-hmm. And I was, they call it junior engineer, I guess, at that point. They were centers around different ways to get overall training. So for for a while, I, I worked on mechanical or on the maintenance program mm-hmm. at, at PC Cobb. And But at the same time, I traveled to uh, Grand Rapids, I guess. Grand Rapids worked with the uh, traveling crews for a while. Mm-hmm. So were you an engineer at that time? Oh, yeah, I was. But we were doing engineering work. Uh-huh. Just learning the basics. Right. <laughs> I'll rape, operate plants and 
which I had had some training back in Iowa, actually. I ran, I worked sometime in the power plant there. Mm-hmm. So you had a basic understanding of, of the power yeah. plant. Yeah. In fact, in fact, I installed, uh, I installed a basic air control system. Mm-hmm. Essentially, put in a nozzle, blew, blew the air going out the stack. Okay. And also, I designed a system of some sort for what it was. I don't remember what it even was now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I added some sort of an entire system that I was coal handling sort of was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because these were all coal plants yeah. back back in those days. We're going towards... So, so I, I I designed a system to replace while you were in operation. Mm-hmm. Or just side by side. You could trade from one to the other without... Shutting the plant down. So you could work on one part of the system and still operate, and then, wow. That must have saved a lot of downtime then. Yeah, I would guess so. Yeah. So you worked at uh, BC Cobb for a while, and then uh, where did you go from there? Well, I was at Cobb, moving around. Like I say, I ended up. It was a few weeks up at Bay City and then Saginaw River plant, mm-hmm. which was just a basic um, Was that hydro? No. There? No hydro. It's a Stoker type plant. Basic coal plant before the pulverizer came along. Oh, okay. And now, the difference was that basic coal plant just burned big lumps of coal, right? And and yeah, right. Then yeah, they had kind of a traveling screen on there on the coal on it. Mm-hmm. And then when the pulverizer came along, how did that change things? Well, you just blow it in with a air mixture that goes in. Birds. So it's almost like a mist, almost, then, like a dust that goes in. It's, it's the same as the gas plant would be. Okay. Except that it's a mixture of coal and air. Okay. And so you did, so did, you worked in generation your entire career? Well, generation, but it turned, I turned the nuclear back in. In uh, 1960. And what was what was that like? Because that that was new technology in the in the 60s. Was that a pretty exciting time as they were uh, oh, yeah. turning to nuclear? Oh yeah. Well, our company signed up as uh, one of those that followed this program. A nuclear that uh, Washington had set up. 
sure what they call that now. But there was, there were basic plants like, like, um, well, we had the boiling water reactor, and the, What do they call it? Non boiling water. It's not, not steam? No, there's two types of basic waters. Mm -hmm. One was came off the submarine first time. Because we had nuclear subs for a while, didn't we? And one anyway. Yeah. And so. One type of generating plant used that sort of technology. Yeah, I think they go on pressurized. Okay, pressurized steam, right? Yeah, pretty already had a coil going through making steam. Mm -hmm. So, were you there when they actually built? Was it Palisades? Is that the plant that, that uh, was that the the nuclear plant? No, oh, Big Rock. Point. Big Rock. It was the fifth night in the United States. Uh-huh. If our first, it wasn't the first one, but the first high-pressure boiling water reactor. Mm-hmm. It's only 75 megawatts. And so you were there when they, from the ground up at Big Rock then? Yeah, I started, I was at the control and it started up. Criticality. Really? Yeah, I pulled my rank. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was that like to start that plant up? Because this is like, that's a whole new way of doing things. Well, we did that well, to West Coast, train, train the crew on on the manufacturer's plant. Mm -hmm. General Electric had a small reactor. I actually got a license out of that first. Mm hmm. I got a license on the Big Rock. So I feel well, I'll probably never get it to run this again. I'll take my time now. <laughs> right. So you uh you were there when it when that all started and how long did you stay at Big Rock then? Well until I moved to uh Palisades back in sixty eight I would guess. Okay. And now Palisades was just a newer plant? Um, yeah, it was ten, ten times as big as Palisades. And it's Big Rock. So a lot more megawatts coming out of Palisades than yeah. Big Rock at the time. Yeah. And then, so what, what did you do at Palisades? I was the first manager there. Okay. Now, did you get to did you get to pull the switch to start Palisades, or did somebody else get to do that this time? Well, I didn't try to get licensed there. Oh, okay, okay. But I was there when they shut it down. In fact, I've got a picture on my iPad of 
the guy that shut it down, mm-hmm. and I'm the one that started it up. So for for Big Rock, you were there at the beginning and at the end. Yeah. Okay. And what was that like for you when they shut that plant down? Well, I thought it was a good deal because they tore the plant down and put the site back to semi re re Pretty much the same as it was when they actually took the top layer of dirt out of the plant area mm-hmm. and got rid of it as waste disposal. So really put it back to the way it was before the, the plant was ever there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But some people didn't, didn't believe that. Right. And the company offered the site as a park, you know. Mm-hmm. They didn't take it. So company still got still owns the plant as far as I know site uh, they donated it so so did you um, did you retire from the nuclear plant then from Palisades or no I retired from general office okay so you came down yeah. to Jackson or was it yeah. yeah, it would have been Jackson. Yeah, at Parnell building. Uh-huh. And what what did you do at Parnell before retiring? Well, I was, initially I was running a, running an engineering group that was supporting plants. Mm-hmm. But the plants didn't like that. They wanted their own group, so we bent to that. Then I turned over to a more or less a budgeting operation. Mm-hmm. But I still kept my nuclear touch because we had a so-called six review board where you go out and plant twice a year and review their operation mm-hmm. or oversee it. I did that for about 20 years. I also did one for Palace for uh, Wisconsin Electric, which was two two rivers plant. Mm-hmm. So you would do these safety inspections? Yeah, you know, twice a year we go there. Okay. All right. And this whole time you're building your family too, right? You, oh, yeah. uh, you, you got to be up to twelve kids by now, I would think. Um, yeah. And then you. Uh, Finished out your career, and oh, uh, so what? What's retirement been like? Well, my last kid is seven years old right now. Uh huh. So how old? How old's your oldest? Oh, she was born in '48, I think. Uh huh. So she must be up there. Yeah, close to eighty. Yeah. And then you, and, and so the um, 12 kids, they, that must have spanned quite a lot of ages. Oh, yeah. And so did you have six boys and six girls, or what was the. Oh, it was eight girls. 
So what are some of the things you did uh, in after retiring? Well, I like to go off quite a bit. Uh-huh. In fact, I used to go off about six or seven times a week. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I have golf clubs. I'm not much of a golfer, but uh, I try. <laughs> well, I made three holes and one is after I was 80 years old. Really? So where where do you where are some of the places that you like to golf when you are? Uh, well, I most of my golfing are in Jackson, mm-hmm. Sharp Park. Okay, I have not played that, but a lot of people I talk to that live here play that course and really enjoy it. In fact, the guy that runs this plant runs the parks, which includes the golf course. Golf courses more or less support the parks in Jackson. Mm-hmm. His mother is right in here. Really? Yeah. So, occasionally I see one of the people come through here to say hello. Uh-huh. What are some other things that you've enjoyed um, since retiring? Her improving houses that I lived in. Mm-hmm. Do all the plumbing and wiring and all that stuff. And uh, also, I like deer hunting, bow and arrow. Shot my first deer at Huntington State Park. With a bow and arrow? Back in 1950, yeah. Oh my gosh. And so, when you were bow hunting in the, in the, in 1950, was that a popular way to hunt? I know a lot of people, bow hunting is a is a big deal now. That's the first year it started. Really? And you got a deer then? No, well, we got a deer every year. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to quit and try to get you know, one. I didn't eat anything but deer meat for quite a while. <laughs> Sounds like it. Now I have my... Um, my grandfather's deer hunting rifle and um he had it and my father had it and now i have it and uh, unfortunately i think that rifle has yet to actually kill a deer (laughs) but i think i think when my grandfather and my father went deer hunting it was more about hunting camp than it was about hunting yeah around the campfire you know telling stories i guess so well i i took a gun out once Never shot it. Mm-hmm. I borrowed a rifle went out to see what the rifle people did. But I didn't know but get cold and freeze and decided October was better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the weather's definitely better in October for hunting, at least I, I think so. Uh, is there did you do any traveling or anything like that after after retirement? Well yeah, we used to travel quite a bit. We had I had West Coast people, mm-hmm. and then I had uh, people down in Florida, not Florida, but they were in Florida for a while, but they ended up in, in uh, Arizona, Mesa. That was a uh, daughter that went down there. 
And your um, your mother and your stepfather are buried, you said, in, in Mesa. Yeah, so they, did they retire to Arizona? Is that? Yeah, um, they did for a while. Okay. Mesa. Yeah, that's beautiful out there. My sister and my brother both live in Arizona. And it's, yeah, we used to go down there quite a bit when they were there. Mm-hmm. Before that, we used to go to Florida every, every March, spend a month in March. Who the guy I hunted with, uh, had a cottage, uh, rented a cottage. Mm-hmm. And we always moved in and paid half the rent for a month. Awesome. They took my bike down around the bikes, mm-hmm. bike trails. So you like to uh, bike ride then, too? Yeah, I, in fact, I rode my bike to work the last 10 years, roughly. About five miles each way. That'll keep you in shape. <laughs> that might explain the 100 years, right? Might help, too. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, speaking of that, uh, in April, of, um, a month ago, or almost a few months ago, uh, you turned 100. And what was that like for you? Because I know that there's a picture behind me uh, of that uh, event. What what was it like to turn 100? And, um, you know, did you have a big party? Was your family there? Yeah, we had about nearly 70 people there over and over three nights. Mm-hmm. What they did was they... I rented a lodge down in uh, Highway 30 goes south. I'm trying to figure out where Anyway, I can figure it out later. But the, um, they're divine. They cooked their own meals, but food for 60, 70 people cooked it. In fact, one of the major organizers was Gene here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got pictures of it on an iPad I can show you. Yeah, I'd like to see those. So you've lived... Uh, a long and amazing life, and you've done a lot of things in your in your time here. Um, you know, we're getting close to the end of the podcast, uh, but before we go, is there any message that you would like to leave for the audience? Anything that you want the audience to take away from our conversation today? Any any words of wisdom for the folks who are listening? I guess all I can say is. Live every day till it's fullest. And keep good thoughts going. Forget the bad ones. Well, thank you for that, Lee. And I appreciate you taking time out today to, to talk with us uh, and to really tell us about your incredible life. And uh, I hope to see many more birthdays to come. Thank you. Thank you to the audience for listening in today. The Me, You, Us podcast is proudly sponsored by Consumers Energy, leaving Michigan better than we found it. Remember, you can find the Me, You, Us podcast on all major podcasting platforms. 
So be sure to go out, find us, and subscribe. If you or someone you know is in crisis, please contact the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. If you are a veteran or know a veteran who is in crisis, you can call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 for the Veterans Crisis Line. And remember to tune in every Wednesday as we talk about the things that impact your personal well-being.